Social Change Makers Podcast. I'm Isaiah. I'm going to be your host for the day. And today I'm here with Miss Khalila Dunn. Hello, hello. How you doing, Miss Dunn? I'm good, and you? That's good. I'm doing great, actually. And today I want to learn more about you and who you are and the things that you do. So tell me about yourself, Miss Dunny. What uh, do you do? Oh, okay. So yeah. I... No, wait, I'm sorry. Let's, let's rewind. Who are you, Ms. Dennis? Who am I? Yes, ma'am. I am a child of God. Thank you, Lord. I am a wife, um, a mother. I am a uh, business owner. I am the founder and executive director of the Diddy House. Uh, It's a nonprofit organization. I'm also the uh, CEO of Diddy's Consulting, which is a consulting firm that helps people start up nonprofits. Okay, and you start nonprofits, so... What is your nonprofit business? Uh, the Denny House is uh, uh, a nonprofit that serves returning citizens, transitional age youth, and veterans. We provide housing, uh, transitional housing, I would say, um, environmental education and stewardship, um, as well as workforce development. We provide training in the areas of heavy equipment operation, landscape management. And now we are getting into the space of content creation. And we'll be you know, teaching the young people how to do that as well. And it seems like social media is definitely a big platform in our generation because it seems like entertainment really is just a great business. But I know I see you're for the community. Mm-hmm. So really, I know your business is based out of the DMV. Do you plan on expanding your business? Do you yes. still want to make it more so so the whole world reaches your content? Awesome, awesome. Yes, yes. So that's why we're here. That's why we're, you know, on social media because we want everybody to know about the Denny House and about other nonprofits. Um, so this platform, the Social Change Makers uh, podcast, will be to ex- uh, expose or, uh, you know, other nonprofits and the way nonprofits are successful to help you grow, how partnerships are important to um, the growth and expansion of uh, your nonprofit. Uh, anyone who is out here who is trying to um, affect change in the community, the best way to do that um, is through a nonprofit. And we want to help you uh, figure out and navigate uh, that space. So um, for us, um, growing at my nonprofit, the Denny House, our biggest uh, point is to try and um, set up uh, transitional housing across the nation. Uh, we want to be the organization that's known for transitional housing across the nation um, to support our returning citizens coming home from incarceration, to support our transitional age youth who are aging out of foster care with nowhere to go. We want to be that resource for them. And how long have you been doing this? We've been doing it for a decade. We started okay. in 2013, um, and it has been um, such a blessing to be able to support so many people. Um, My environmental stewardship education is one of the biggest components of our program. We, you know, help uh, communities uh, plant trees. We help uh, start uh, community gardens to teach people how to grow food. We have uh, sessions where we're talking and educating young people about their environmental footprint, their carbon footprint, how to uh, practice 
taking care of our green earth and taking care of our waterways. So um, that's that's what we do. That's what we do. What is the hardship that you experienced, and what are some of your major achievements you experienced in starting this business? Oh, okay. Um, so the hardest part, I think, was just getting started um, and not knowing um, all the things that I know now. Um, not understanding how to grow the business financially uh, to get money coming in so we can actually do the work. That was the hardest part. And we still, you know, I feel like it's, we haven't arrived. We still have, you know, much to learn. Um, I think our, our greatest achievements have been um, the fact that we have so many partners in the community that help us, you know, do this work. I think for sure that if we did not have our partners, if we didn't have the partnerships that we've established, um, our nonprofit wouldn't be, you know, where it is today. We would not have survived COVID. We would not um, have achieved the success that we have achieved um, if it wasn't for our partners. So I think that's our biggest, our biggest accomplishment is the fact that we have a network of organizations that support the work that we're doing, that align, our goals align, our values align, and those that we serve are um, the same. So that part is very important. Um, I didn't understand that coming in. You know, I was trying to do it all on my own, and, you know, I felt like I was the only one, you know, doing the work that I was doing. But once I understood the fact that we need partners, we need um, organizations, uh, we need the government, we need all these people to come together to serve the populations that we serve, which again are the veterans, uh, returning citizens, and transitional age youth. We all need to come together and collaborate in our service um, to these populations. So that's where our success, I think, lies. So what is some advice you would give to somebody trying to start a nonprofit organization? Um, I would just say that it's important to share your story, to, to, to understand what it is that it is you want to do. Um, a lot of times people get into nonprofits thinking that, okay, I just want to get money. I want to make money and it's not going to work for you. Um, you have to have a passion project. It has to be something that, um, you know, gets you up, you know, at night, wait, keeps you up at night, wakes you up, you know, to get you started on your day. It's got to be something I think that is a pain point for you that if, 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 if no one else in the world is going to do it, you've got to do it because you need to see that change, that drive, that passion for whatever it is you decide to do in a nonprofit space is what's going to keep you, you know, moving forward because there's going to be a lot of hurdles that's going to, that you're going to have to um, face. There's going to be um, some trials and some tribulations that, um, you know, it can't be about money because the money may not come in the beginning and you have to still continue to go. You have to continue to do the work. You have to continue to share your story. You've got to build some thick skin because you're going to apply for grants and you're going to apply for funding and you're going to, um, there's going to be more grants that you don't get than you actually do get. So, if you're not passionate about it, if it's not something, if you're not working to help someone else, I think that's the biggest thing. If it's not, it's all about you, um, nonprofit is not for you. But if you're trying to affect change in others' lives and impact others, um, and it's something that you just, you can't sleep at night because no one's doing anything about it, 
you're the one that's going to do it and that's how you live and that's how you work and that's how you get up and go, then it's a good thing to start a nonprofit. Um, I would say one of the second, one of the first things to do is to figure out who in your area is doing what you're trying to do because there are several nonprofits, successful nonprofits um, that are doing different things. And I'll just use my industry. I serve returning citizens. I serve transitional age youth. When I started, there is many organizations that serve transitional age youth, that serve returning citizens. So studying those organizations, partnering with those organizations helped me understand um, what programs I needed to have. It helped me understand what programs were already out there. It helped me to discern what best practices I needed to put in place for the work that I'm doing. It gave me just an education um, in the um, areas that I'm that I'd like to, you know, serve the people that I wanted to serve. Um, and so, for anyone who wants to start a nonprofit, I think it's important that you one understand your population that you plan to serve, or what your why is, what's the reason for you starting this nonprofit. Research um, the organizations that are doing doing well in that area, and the ones that are you know in your area doing that type of work. Uh, partner with organizations that are aligned with your goals and align with your mission, um, and that's where I would start. So you said a key factor is having partners. So who are your partners? So for me, I partner with the government. I partner with our local um, county officials. I partner with the state, and I'm looking to partner with the federal government. That's my, my, my major goal that I have right now. Um, I partner with local organizations, local churches, um, behavioral health uh, service providers, workforce development service providers. Um, if I had to highlight a few, I would say Metalworks is one of our behavioral, best behavioral health service providers. Um, Destiny, Power, and Purpose is another. Um, Fields and Fields is a behavioral health service provider that we partner with. Um, workforce development by far, by none. The only, um, the, the, the best here, I think, in the county is Prince George's, um, Employee Prince George's. They are, um, you know, leading the charge when it comes to uh, serving the same populations that we serve and providing a holistic approach to uh, workforce development. So um, those are just to name a few. Um, as it relates to our uh, government partnerships, we partner with the state's attorney's office. We partner with the problem-solving courts um, to provide uh, mentor, mentors and tutors to their um, students who are coming through you know, truancy programs and diversion programs. Um, so those, those are the people that we partner with. So with those partners, what are the purposes for you? What do they do for you? It's okay. So those partners help us grow our impact. They um, provide us access to um, the populations that we want to serve. Um, they also help us with uh, when it comes to funding. Um, it's important to understand and know that the people you serve are not your clients. Your clients are those partners that you make in the community. Um, they're the ones that typically uh, come together and, you know, I add value to your organization in one way and you add value to ours. So 
um, at, in a way, uh, I'll just use employ Prince George's as an example. Um, they have a host of individuals in the community who are looking uh, for workforce training, who um, are, they have a very large footprint in the, you know, in the county. They partner with us by allowing um, their clients to come through to us for service or training. Um, and, you know, we have a mutual agreement where, you know, we provide that training at a level to their clients that, you know, makes it valuable for both of us. So I know that you're very experienced and you know a lot about what you're doing. So if you was to start over, say, from scratch, how would you have done things differently? Um, so I would have definitely started out with more partnerships. Um, for me, it is very much the reason why we are successful today. So I would tell my, myself uh, to partner with more organizations sooner. Um, to understand and know that you, you have to diversify your funding, that nonprofits do not uh, eat off of grants alone. You have to understand how to fundraise for your nonprofit, diversify your fundraising initiatives, finding you know, ways to um, raise money uh, on your own, raise your capital when it comes to individual donations, and as well as uh, grants, right? Sponsorships, doing different events that bring awareness to your organization. I would have done that a lot sooner, a lot faster, and a lot more consistently um, if I knew what I know now. What is the goal for your business? The goal for this, this podcast mm -hmm. um, is to bring awareness to the successful nonprofits that I have partnered with and to um, give people some insight and encouragement as to uh, how the nonprofit sector works, educate individuals on what they need to do to have a successful nonprofit, and just shine light on so many people who are just, you know, trailblazers in whatever area that's impactful and changing lives. So that's why we named it Social Change Makers because we just want to bring light to, you know, that there is some, there's a lot of nonprofits out here who are doing it, who are killing it in the game. And we want to help those ones who are not growing so much, figure out and understand why they're not growing. What are some essentials you need for a nonprofit? That's a good question. I think you should, the very place to start is to um, check your name, find, come up with a name, um, and you're going to check in your state if that name is available in your state. Um, you have to establish a nonprofit in your state first. You um, would establish a nonprofit with the um, secretary of the state. Um, and start a corporation in your state. Once you're established as a um, corporation in your state, you are to set up your bylaws, create your bylaws, gather your team, which is your board. You need three individuals in most states. You have to start with a board president, a board uh, secretary, 
and a board treasurer. That information then is taken to the IRS to fill out the forms needed to establish yourself as a nonprofit. In your state, you're considered a corporation, um, you're considered a nonprofit, but you're not tax exempt until you get that IRS designation. There are a number of different ways to set up nonprofits. The majority, 90%, I would say, of nonprofits in um, the United States are 501c3 organizations. I have a done-for-you service that provides uh, you access to um, take care of all that for you. We will set you, set you up in your state. We will set you up as our, in the, our, with, with the IRS. We will set you up with the IRS. We take care of the bylaws and create the bylaws for you. We send those bylaws to you to make sure that the language and everything fits um, what it is that you're doing. But we have a, uh, a survey that we have you fill out that answers all the questions to give us a good idea of what type of program you are and if you qualify for that 501c3 status or if you're a 501c4 or 501c6. Um, so yeah, that is the how you get started. I believe that it is important that you have some funding to start out the gate. You can fundraise, um, but you cannot get a tax write-off until you have that 501c3 status. Those who donate to you won't get that tax write-off until you have that 501c3 status. Now, if you have some people who just want to pour into the work that you're doing and they're not looking for a tax deduction, then you can fundraise all day. So, we know a nonprofit is non-profitable. So, and you say you need funding. Is there like a certain amount that you're gonna need before you can actually start a nonprofit business? Like, what were you doing before you started your non your nonprofit business? Okay, so you asked a couple questions there, and I want to make sure I address all of them. Yeah. So, you mentioned that a for-profit nonprofit is nonprofitable. That is the farthest from the truth, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel like because it says nonprofit in the name that it cannot be a profitable business. The NBA is a nonprofit entity, but we know the NBA making all that money, honey, right? However, it's how they spend that money and how they um, uh, are taxed at the end of the day that makes them a nonprofit. So it's very important that people understand that you have to run your business like a business. Whether it's a nonprofit, for-profit entity, you still need to have a budget. You still need to understand how much it costs to run your programs. You still um, need to have a business plan, a structured business plan. So you can talk to your funders and share with your funders what it is that you're trying to do. If you don't have a business plan, if you don't have um, your programming written out and you don't have the numbers figured out, then you're not going to get funded. It's going to be very hard for you to get people to sew into you if you can't share the story from a lens of, okay, if you were to give money to us, this is what we're going to do. This is where your money's going to go. And this is how we're going to impact 
the community, the, um, the population that we plan to serve. So it's very important that people understand that though it says nonprofit, the only way you can continue to do business is to uh, have money, to grow, right? The major way to, to know the difference is Isaiah gives $50,000 to the Denny House. The Denny House then in turns allocate that $50,000 to our workforce development program. That whole $50,000 will go to the maybe the salary of the program manager, the cost for materials for the program, um, stipends to pay to the program participants as they're going through the training. Never is there going to be a time where that $50,000 or any part of that $50,000 can be taken out of the Denny House as profit, right? That's the difference from a for-profit entity. Isaiah, I do a service for you. You pay me $50,000. Me as a for-profit business, I can take whatever amount of profit I desire off the top of that and put it into my account and then use the rest to do business. That's the major difference in a for-profit and a non-profit. I can't say it enough. It is still a business. You cannot grow your business without funding. And the more funding you have, the more impact, the more programs you, you can provide, the way the, you can expand your programs. Um, it is important that we don't think of a, a non-profit from a lens of, oh, I'm, I'm doing this to make money because you're not gonna succeed. It is important that it's a, it's a passion project and that that passion, um, that, that purpose project that you're doing is the fuel for what you're doing because that's how you're going to share your story. That's what people want to know about. That's what people want to sow into. Um, so be intentional if you decide to be to start a nonprofit to engage a, a pain point. And when I say a pain point for you, it's important to me that you know young black boys that grow up understand how to um, fix a car. So because it's important to you that you know these youth get the training that they need so they can take care of their own vehicle, that's the reason why you're just starting a nonprofit. Or you know I you know grew up in a foster uh, foster home, which was me. I grew up in foster care. I started at the age of two and aged out at 18. Um, because of my hit my history, because I grew up in a foster home, I decided I wanted to be a foster parent. Um, I think because every single man in my family has been um, touched by the justice system, this is why I work with returning citizens. This is why I work with um, diversion programs to help young men and women um, have access to opportunity to change um, the, the trajectory that they're going in and to give them um, some insight to some other opportunities, some other ways that you can make a good income, a livable wage um, where you don't have to, you know, do what everybody, you know, is saying you should do. Like right now, people want to be rappers. They want to, you know, play basketball. They want to be, you know, the next movie star. And not to say that you can't be. It's just a, a, a harder, a longer, you know, path to take. Um, but it, it, there are some, some ways to make really good money that's legal, um, that doesn't require you to be Michael Jordan. Um, but, you know, 
I want to make sure that you have access, that people have access to opportunities and um, have access to, to, to um, you know, to understand and know that there's more, more ways to, to earn a, a living. That answers one of the questions. Yeah, yeah, no, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the second question you asked me was, "Do I want to grow my business?" Mm -hmm. and do you wish to expand your business? Like, do you are you? So I know you're based out of the DMV. Do you wish to expand in different states? Do you see your profit, your um, not your profit, but your business being bigger? I do. I actually do. I think the transitional housing program is is the perfect um, vehicle to help us um, grow our impact. Um, I think it's the most needed program across the United States. I think there are so many um, returning citizens who are coming home and youth who are aging out of foster care who don't have a place to land across the nation. And we want to be the transitional housing program across the nation that you turn to um, to get the support that you need. So that's that's the future for the Denny House. Thank you for um, you know being willing to host the show today. Um, you know, it's important to me that I support the younger generation, people coming out, um, as I said, as I shared, you know, transitional age youth are very near and dear um, to my heart. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you as a young person being willing to come and support uh, little old me, Miss Denny, um, in the work that I'm doing. So did you want to share anything? Miss um, Denny, you know you've been a great help for me. So I'm gonna be a great help in your corner. It's like you providing, you made me see things a lot more differently in my life. When I came here, I first started, I was like, I hope this is not gonna be a rough time. I don't even want like, I ain't even see myself really doing community because they, they first they tried to make me pick up trash and all of that. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. It's too cold outside. But then she came and she welcomed me with open arms, a real loving person, like. I never felt someone, something so genuine from somebody before like that. Just a random stranger, I'm coming into their house and it was just like, I already feel like she's a part of my family. And I just met her, just that first day I came in. And it was, I don't see a life without you at this point, Miss. Oh, don't make me cry. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, because it's, it's really important to me that you have, or anybody who comes, you know, through our doors, have a safe place um, where they feel like they are seen, um, that they feel like that they can, you know, be themselves um, and grow. Um, access to opportunity is very important to me. I think that's the reason why I do what I do, because growing up in foster care in Prince George's County, um, I felt alone. You know, I, I grew, I had to go to, um, from foster home to foster home. Um, I never settled in one place. I didn't get to know people and people weren't as warm um, as I felt like they should be. Um, and I didn't have access to opportunities. So I wanted to create a platform um, where individuals um, like yourself, how, how old are you? I'm 21. 21 years old, right? 21, January 14. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so young people you fit that that the age group of transitional age youth and for us it's 16 to 24 
Um, and I just want to make sure that you guys have access to whatever it is you want to do in life. I want to expose you um, to different factors, different things, something that you may not have even considered. Um, you mentioned, you know, picking up trash was ain't your thing, right? Um, you know, that's one of our major programs. You know, we have a um, community cleanup at least once a month out in the community where we're going to pick up trash because for us, it's very important that we keep our environment um, clean, right? However, we're not going to force that on you. We're not going to force you to do anything that you wouldn't want to do, but we are going to expose you to some things and some ways um, that you can possibly think differently about you know, certain things. Uh, so hopefully you join us at one of our cleanups and then maybe we'll change your mind about that. I'm, I'm forward with you because I feel like you're going to make it fun and, and, and motivational. So with you, I don't, I don't mind doing it. It was yeah. just like they had me going through, I forgot the name of the, um, the organization here, but I ain't see me doing that with them. But with you, <laughs> I'm, I do it for you. Well, I'm glad, I, I'm glad that we, you know, give you, you know, this, this, this uh, feeling of security where you feel like you can you can jump out there and experience new things and be safe um, so I'm just I'm happy that you're here uh, I want to turn the camera around so everybody can see the rest of the crew um, but you guys will you'll get to see them you know momentarily I am surrounded by you um, young black intelligent men um, who are uh, the change makers for tomorrow, tomorrow.